I mean, I basically started my business around the time that I gave birth to my youngest. So of course there was the challenge of just like having a newborn, having a young baby all the way up until really recent years, having a toddler, you know, it's very, very hard to run a business. And I, I, it's always been a little bit of a balancing act. You know, I have to remind myself even now that the reason, part of the reason that I did this and started my own business was that I... mamas welcome to the more than a mother podcast where we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mother at the same time i am your host lawan moses and i am helping you find the freedom to live are you ready let's go Hey friends, welcome back to the More Than a Mother podcast. This is your host, Lawan Moses, and I'm back with you again for another great episode. If this is your first time listening at More Than a Mother podcast, we are helping moms to create a life outside of motherhood without sacrificing their family time. We believe that moms can pursue their dreams and be great moms at the same time. If you are enjoying this podcast, please take a few seconds and leave a review, a rating, and share this with all of your mom friends. We wanna get the word out about the More Than a Mother podcast so that we can empower as many moms as possible. This is truly a movement for all moms. As moms, we are a community and it is up to us to continue to lift each other up. So don't keep all this greatness to yourself. Subscribe, like, share, rate, and leave a review so that all moms can start to tune in and start living out their own unique life stories. My guest today is Ms. Ashley Moore of ACM Digital Design. Ashley is a web and graphic designer who brings business dreams to life by creating beautiful functional websites and logos for business owners ready to launch their online presence. Ashley shares with us her journey from entrepreneurship, including starting off when she had a brand new baby, how she's learned to juggle it all, and also how her intense drive pushes her and keeps her going, but how she's learned to draw the line and set limits and be intentional with her time so that she can be a great business owner and a great mother at the same time. Let's dive in. Hey, Ashley, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. Welcome to the More Than a Mother show. I am so glad that you could join me here today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. So before we get into your interview, can you just introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. My name is Ashley Moore. I am a mom. My, I have a blended family. So I have two stepkids and two daughters. And my stepkids live out of state. So we have them sometimes and sometimes not. So we've got kind of a crazy revolving door of sometimes four kids, sometimes two. And but so yeah, I'm a mom, a wife, I and my business is website and graphic design. And I am from the East Coast, but currently living in Nebraska. We have lived in a lot of different places in the past few years. So I've kind of bounced all around. But oh. yeah, I'm excited to be here. I like to like in, in my spare time, if I can find time to do, you know, things for myself. I like to read. My husband and I really like board games too. We're kind of oh, yeah. that way. And we like we're super into board games and finding new cool ones and stuff. So yeah, 
that's a little bit about me. <laughs> well, that's cool. I mean, board games are something to me that never gets old. I like board right. games and I like reading well, also. So yeah, it's true. Yes. So that's great. I'll be a nerd with you guys. <laughs> so before we get into all the exciting things that you do with web and graphic design, as you know, on this podcast, we are big on storytelling so that we can help empower others along their journeys because none of us wake up and we're the person that we have suddenly become today. We all have a journey, a transformation, a story that we can share. So would you go ahead and share with our audience, what was your aha moment that put you on the path that you're on today? Well, so that's kind of a, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a tricky question. I wish I had, you know, just one moment that totally spurred me onto kind of the journey that I'm on now. I would say it was a process, but I definitely had some more impactful moments, you know, and yes. the very first moment I can think of that set me on this journey of entrepreneurship was when I uh, found out I was pregnant with my daughter, Carly, who is now five. She just turned five. So about five years ago, which kind of spurred me to start my business. And sh it wasn't really necessarily like an expected thing. And I was working a regular like nine to five. My husband was working and I just realized at that moment that it wasn't what I wanted to continue doing, especially having a baby and our family was growing and it like, it just spurred me into having to make some kind of scary decisions, but necessary decisions. Sometimes it's a series of events, a series of moments. It's not always just one aha moment, but there are certain things that impact us. So, and that is definitely a great impactful moment. Yeah. As you were going through these decisions that you had to make while you were pregnant and just making these next moves to go into entrepreneurship, like what were you feeling at that time? How were, what things were running through your mind? Oh man, everything. You know, if you, if you've been a business owner, you know that it is just a total roller coaster. Some days you feel so excited, so ready, like you can take on the world. And then you have moments, a lot of moments, at least for myself of doubt and fear and questioning, like, what am I thinking? We made a lot of drastic decisions at that time. We moved, we kind of took a big chance and just moved away from the town that we were in because my husband wasn't happy with what he was doing, but we didn't totally know what he was going to do. We just felt like we needed to move to get to a bigger city where he had more opportunity. I quit my job. I started my business. And so there was so much up in the air. And some days I felt crazy and reckless almost like, what, right. have, you know, what are we thinking? But then I just had to keep that mindset of, you know, I'm doing something that's the best for my family in the long run. And, and I know I can do it, you know, but I definitely had moments of doubt and fear. And you know, I don't know if someone is able to do, you know, start their own business without feeling those things. Well, I would love to be them because right. it's pretty hard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's with anything. I mean, doubt and fear just kind of creep in all the time. And but it's important to keep that mindset and just know that this is what's going to pay off in the future. And this is what you want to do. I mean, oftentimes we get caught up in what we can see right now and what's happening right now. And that's where that Definitely. doubt and fear comes in. But yeah. when you focus on like, this is where I'm going and this is my plan, I think that kind of helps us to stay on track. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what kind of obstacles did you encounter while you were building your business and making all these changes? You know, I would say, so initially I was lucky enough that, you know, 
I mean, we needed my income, but we weren't going to, you know, starve without it. So there wasn't as much pressure, but it was still something we really needed. And especially moving forward, I knew we were going to need it, but I had, I mean, I basically started my business around the time that I gave birth to my youngest. So of course there was the challenge of just like having a newborn, having a young baby all the way up until really recent years, having a toddler, you know, it's very, very hard to run a business. And I, I, it's always been a little bit of a balancing act. You know, I have to remind myself even now that the reason, part of the reason that I did this and started my own business was that I wanted the ability to spend time with my kids and be present and be home. But oftentimes I find that I get so wrapped up in work or, you know, that I'm stressed out and I'm not doing those things at all. And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. You know, I'm, I'm losing sight of what my initial goals were. So just balancing time and finding the time to do all the things, you know, be a mom, also build a business and being patient with, you know, I kind of went into it knowing that it was going to take longer for me because I was trying to raise children and also build a business. So I would say that's the biggest, and it's still an obstacle now. It's a little bit easier because she's older, but right. uh, it's still a challenge. And I'm sure it was challenging. Like you, when you just said you were having a new baby and then you have a younger child already, and now yeah. you're birthing a business. So that's just basically two babies right there because the birth of a business and the birth of a baby. So I'm sure that had its challenges in itself. Yeah, absolutely. And just the fact of pointing out how you were saying you were stressed out and going really against kind of like the things that you were trying to build because you're leaving this nine to five, leaving this environment because you want to spend time with your children that you're having. But then at the same time, it's easy to become wrapped up in the work that you're doing from home. Definitely. So kind of like on either side, you really have to be conscious and have that mindset to, yes. I'm doing this. I want to be here for my kids. So I need to, even working from home, I need to learn to separate from work. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I have a very sort of intense drive. Like once I set my mind to something, I'm like, I am doing this, you know, I am absolutely doing this. And so it is very easy to put too much energy and too much focus into it and totally burn myself out and also, you know, forget everyone else along the way. And like I said, that defeats the purpose of what I'm trying to accomplish. So yes, being intentional is a huge, huge part of being a business owner. You really have to be aware of everything because you don't have anybody. And you know, that's another huge obstacle. I think for a lot of business owners, I definitely have faced it myself is that I, from the start, was really winging it in a lot of areas, you know, Mm -hmm. just kind of researching online, like, what about the structure of my business? Am I a sole proprietor, LLC, you know, and then trying to figure out managing my finances and marketing. I mean, there's so many aspects to being a business owner. And when you start out, if you aren't hiring all of these things out, you're kind of just winging it, trying to figure out the best things to do. And that can be exhausting and overwhelming as well. Yes, extremely exhausting, extremely overwhelming. Yeah. So yes. And you said that you have a very intense drive. So how do you pull yourself back when you get in those intense moments? Because I'm sure they still happen <laughs> today. Yes. Oh, Even yeah. if you're being intentional with your actions. I mean, we all like creatures of habit where we get in the zone. This is where we are. So how do you become like, what do you do to become self-aware so that you can pull yourself back in those moments? I mean, I think it's taken a lot of years to, first of all, be self-aware, right? And recognize Mm -hmm. 
that I have that tendency. And I have a husband who also can kindly remind me sometimes, like, you need to calm down. <laughs> well, that's good. Accountability. So. Reel it in a little bit. <laughs> um, but I also, yeah, I think I just know myself now a little bit to recognize when I'm hitting my breaking point or, okay, I'm getting a little bit, when I can't turn my mind off, you know, that yeah. happens to me a lot where I'm like laying awake at night and I seriously want to go to sleep, but I'm still thinking, even when I'm trying to sleep, my mind is thinking of marketing and, you know, all of these things. And right. So I've tried to learn what works for me, what helps me kind of wind down. Because once I get, you know, you look at a regular, you know, someone working like a nine to five and oftentimes they have their commute or something like that, where they sit in the car, there's a very like physical transition and they drive home and they've kind of wound down in that process a little bit, depending on how long the commute is. Um, But, you know, uh, working from home, I don't have that. So reading for me really helps like kind of snap me out of it. It has to be fictional though, just like very relaxed, fun. Uh, yes. Cause if oh it's like God. a self-help, I'm like applying it to business. Right. <laughs> um, or working out does help, but I don't do that nearly as much as I should. And also I've started, like, I'm very particular with kind of scheduling my time out and allowing myself enough time in the mornings before my kids are awake so that I have that like real focused time on my business. Cause then it's easier for me later to step away. Cause I feel like I actually got the time in that I needed to, to dedicate to work. That's good. Finding the time. That's, that's really crucial because there never is a right time. So yeah. you have to find the time, be intentional with the time. And also, as you said, know yourself, because if you're not in touch with yourself, then it's easy to just become lost. So yeah, absolutely. You really do. I mean, I think it comes with age, you know, too, just as you get older, you start to realize your own patterns in your life. And okay, what do I have a tendency to do? For myself, it's getting really focused, which is really great, but to a point, I, and then I have to like reel myself back and, you know, do some of those kind of almost coping strategies or yeah. whatever it is that works for me. Unfortunately, I don't think it's the same for anyone. You know, there are little things that we can gather from other people, but we all do kind of have to just figure out for ourselves what we need and what, where areas where we need to kind of temper ourselves a little bit. Yeah, it is true because it is individual. So yeah. yes, that's good. Just sharing what works for you because some things that work for you may work for someone else and it may be something that someone hasn't thought of. So I think it's right. good yeah. to even share those moments because some people won't think of, hey, me stopping to read or exercising or doing something like that will make me feel better, will help me center myself or pull myself back. So people think of like self-care has to look a certain way or be a certain way, but it can even be just a time to pull yourself back. So just sharing just those methods that work for you. Yeah, can definitely. Help someone, so. Another thing actually too is like playing the piano. Only oh. recently have I even had a piano to play, but I played when I was younger and I've started kind of playing again. I think for me, it has to be something that really engages me like my entire mind, you know, okay. where I can't focus on something else. And then that helps me kind of switch over. And once I'm once I've made the switch, I'm good. But I need something that I have to fully focus on to kind of get me in a different mindset. And then I'm, you know, then I'm good for the mm-hmm. evening. 
That's real. And that's good because I'm like the opposite. I, I'm the type that I just need to shut down and not think about anything for yeah. me to get relaxed. I mean, it's amazing just sharing how things work because to me, I'm like playing the piano or doing something like that's going to make me effort. think. Right. Yeah. I don't want to think about something. I just want my brain <laughs> to shut down. So I'm the type that I would rather just do nothing. And that works yeah. for me. Whereas yeah. you would probably start thinking about adding stuff to your to-do list. Yeah, that's <laughs> you totally what I would. Yeah. So I think that's great. Yeah. So tell me more about what you do as a, a web web designer and graphic design. Um, sure. So I work with female business owners in recent years. I've kind of, you know, narrowed in on that. That was really the main client that I was helping anyway. So I help them with their branding, kind of get established there. And then oftentimes that leads to the first step is usually branding and then website design as well. Obviously like launching their online presence. Some people already have the branding and they don't have the website. So I help with that. It just kind of depends, but yeah, I really help, you know, the messaging of your business is so important. And I think a lot of people struggle with, they know inside their minds what their messaging is, but they don't know how to verbalize it and also turn that into something visual that you can use as your brand. So that's really what I help people kind of narrow in on. Oh, yeah, that's good. Because the message is everything. I mean, if you don't have a clear message, then you're just getting lost. And I mean, what I know that I've noticed is that a lot of people have messages that are way too broad. Oh, my gosh. And they're trying to reach everyone. So I'm sure you encounter that. Oh yeah. All the time. And a lot, I mean, honestly, especially for new business owners, cause they are just like juggling so many things. They don't even really realize what they need. And I sit down and ask them, well, first of all, who is your target client? I mean, who are you really trying to talk to? And they honestly don't have a clear idea of that person. And if you don't have a clear idea of who you're speaking to, like you said, your message will be lost because the chances of speaking to everyone, you, know, you can't appeal to everyone. You need to know. I heard like a Amy Porterfield. I really like her. And Me she too. gave an example of if you're planning a dinner menu for, you know, a group, if you don't know anything about that group, the chances that you can plan a menu that's going to, you know, wow, everyone are almost impossible because you'd know nothing about them. But if you knew them really well and you know what their likes and their dislikes are and favorite foods and that sort of thing, then you can really blow them away with what you plan. Um, and it's the same thing with your branding and your messaging. You have to know who you're speaking to before you can even put together your messaging because that's, I mean, that's everything. Yeah. That's true. And I, I like Amy also. So yeah, that's great. But yeah, and I really think as you were saying with knowing yourself and all and people, especially new business owners go into it and are just scared to kind of narrow down because they think they're going to miss something yeah. or miss someone or there's not going to be an audience for them. But I've just found yeah. like in my own experience, when you go through the more clearer your message is, and the more you know who your target audience is, it makes your content and everything else so much easier because you're not trying to be so broad and cater to everyone. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what led you to be a graphic designer? Because I know you said that you cater, you built the brand around working with female entrepreneurs and all, but what kind of put you on that path? So really, my brother actually is the one that started me on the path. It kind of 
morphed over time. But initially, it was that time frame where I knew that I didn't want to work the traditional nine to five, and I needed to do something. And my brother, you know, just in conversation with him, we're very close. And um, I was kind of just, you know, talking out loud to him, telling him some of my thoughts. And he is a website developer. So he does coding. And he was about to start like his own company doing some side projects. And he's like, you should be a website designer. You know, you're really good with design. We could use someone for our small company. And so basically when someone develops a website and they're actually coding it, not like right. WordPress or Squarespace, typically web developers aren't actually very good with the design aspect. So right. they just do the coding portion and they'll have someone that designs in Photoshop and designs kind of like the template for them or what it's going to look like. And then you give it off, you hand it off to the developer and they bring it to life essentially. So that's what I started out doing. He kind of piqued my interest in it. I took some courses and learned how to like work in Photoshop and that sort of thing. And that kind of spurred me on But very quickly, I realized that a lot of small business owners aren't looking to have a fully custom coded website. It's too expensive, Mm -hmm. too time consuming. They can't make changes themselves. So then I sort of pivoted and I still actually do that for, for his company, but I, then I pivoted to doing more of the web builder type websites for small business owners and ended up just focusing in on WordPress. But yeah, so it was really my brother that got me started. Oh, that's well, that's great. And it's good that you have the skills and talent to be able to do that. So I think yeah. that's wonderful. Now, I know we hear a lot about uh, websites and there's the argument of you don't need a website for a business. You do need a website for a business as a website designer, graphic designer. What's your opinion on that? My opinion. So I would say, I mean, there's never going to be a sweeping statement that I could make that's going to apply to everyone. I think for new business owners, websites are important for establishing credibility. It's also a great place to just send people and kind of automate some of what you need to do. But I also understand for brand new business owners, it's an expense that sometimes they can't afford, especially hiring someone to actually design the website. I would say that there's no way that you're going to run a successful business over time and never have a website. Or if maybe there's one business out there that does that, you know, but for most people, eventually you need a website. You may not need it right away. Some people start their businesses off and use Facebook or social media and they're just like selling items on social media for a while and that works for them. But there will come a point that they're going to want a website just for credibility for, you know, if you want to capture leads, even, you know, where you want to build an email list, you're going to need a website or a landing page at least to do that. So there will come a time when you want to expand your marketing that you're going to need a website of some type. Now, starting off people that DIY, I think that's great. I think that it's awesome for business owners to have that and that affordable option. And then usually down the road, this is where I, most of my clients are, they've already been in business for a couple of years. They're ready to sort of expand and get something a little more robust. And then they hire, it out. So I don't know. I, I don't know if that clearly answers the question. I would say no, you I can think start out. You know, you can start out without a website. Eventually, if you want to expand your marketing and really, you know, have an effective strategy, you're going to need a website. Yeah, and I think that does answer the question because even as you said, with people building on social media, it's not reliable. So you can have uh, Facebook can shut down, Instagram can shut down. There can be outages, and we've seen people that have lost like entire businesses because they relied on these third parties. So exactly. I mean, I agree with what you're saying about having your own platform, even if you have to DIY first and then look to hire someone else. Yeah. 
So as a mom, I know we touched on this a little bit briefly. How would you say that you have gotten a handle on it? Like if there was a mom out there that's like, okay, I have two young kids. I am building a business and I'm doing all this. What would be like one piece of advice or something you could give to say, this is how you could perhaps take a step to do it? I would say, <laughs> I would say that I don't manage it all, you know, like, or, and I don't handle it all. I, when I have help from my husband, which does make a big difference to now, this wasn't probably true early on, but I've gotten to a point in my business now where I hire out for certain things because I've realized that I can't manage it all. And if I want to continue to grow my business, I do need to have help. But three outside of business and th- focusing more on home and parenting, I have had to sort of accept that I can't, the standards that I set for myself now are not the same as the standards that I would set for myself if I wasn't working in running a business and I was just home with my kids. I can't possibly maintain that same level. My house is not as clean as it would be. Mm -hmm. You know, my kids watch more TV than they would. (laughs) That's just the reality. And I have to I don't know. I I can't do everything. And if I want to build a business, I am going to have to lower my standards somewhere. I try to lower them in areas sometimes that aren't as important, like how clean my house is. I try to keep it clean, but you know, it's not always possible or making a homemade dinner. I love to do that. I want to do that as much as I can, but there are nights where I'm throwing frozen chicken nuggets in the oven or ordering out, you know, would I, I'd love to not be doing that, but I can't do all the things. So somewhere you have to give yourself a little bit of wiggle room if you can. I I agree with that. I mean, you do what works for you. I mean, at the end of the day and you realize that guess what? It's okay. (laughs) I mean, that's one thing you realize. It's okay. We're doing what we have to do. Yeah. Right. And I think with moms, we put so much unnecessary and extra pressure on ourselves. So definitely doing those little things like realize my house doesn't have to be perfectly spotless and it's okay to throw frozen meals. I mean, hey, yeah. it makes our jobs easier. Yeah, it's true. Great. So what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your journey so far? Oh, man. I mean, the whole process, I feel like it's just been a transformation for me. You know, I went into it more focused on the needs of my family and how I could provide, you know, and make ends meet and all of these things. And through the process, I realized that like, I absolutely love doing this and I love helping other women do the same thing because I, you know, I realized the other day, I thought back in my family, I'm like, are any of my aunts or grandpa, you know, any of the women in my family business owners, like by themselves, And I can't think of a single person because that really hasn't been something that women traditionally have done, you know, at least in my family. So I feel like I'm almost kind of paving the way and for, you know, the younger generation. And then I look at other women that I'm working with and they're doing the same thing. And I just love being able to take something, take an idea and something that they feel passionate about and bring it to life, you know, putting it on the internet, that's a big deal, you know, Um, getting it out there for the world to see. And so the most rewarding part, I think, is empowering others, but also like being empowered myself through the process without even expecting that to, you know, to happen. Yeah, that's awesome. And as we're in the world of opportunity, land of opportunity right now to where women, mothers are able to stand up and say, okay, we can do, we can pursue our dreams and we're being great moms and spouses, et cetera, at the same time. So, I mean, that's empowering in itself. 
So where can our audience find you if they want to learn more about uh, web design and hiring you and those type of things? I've got, I actually just, so I rebranded over the last couple of months and I have been like working so hard to get my web, my own website up, which, you know, I'm already doing everybody else's and I'm like, oh, I need my own website up. So I re I just launched a couple of days ago, my new website. So that um, my business name is ACM digital design. And so my website is www.acmdigitaldesign.com. And then I do have a Facebook page as well, which would be the same thing backslash ACM digital design. And then within there on my Facebook page, I actually have my own sort of private Facebook group for female business owners with website design questions, branding questions. I post frequently about all sorts of stuff that women can join. And that's linked on my Facebook page as well. So I would say those are the two main places. Okay. That's awesome. Well, we'll be sure to link to all of that in the show notes and just share that with everyone. So I thank you for joining me today, Ashley. Um, this has been great. Learned a lot about graphic design and those type of things. And I really enjoyed talking to you today. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to LawanMoses.com. I love for us to stay in touch. Make sure you leave your email address so I can send you inspiration, tips, and the latest updates. Or if you prefer, text the word more, that's M-O-R-E, to 302-440-4632. We have some great things coming up and I don't want you to miss a thing. Thanks again. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, keep pressing because victory is yours.